Podcast dedicated to suspense, crime, and horror stories from the golden age of radio. I'm Eric. I'm Tim. And I'm Joshua. We love mysterious old-time radio stories. But do they stand the test of time? That's what we're here to find out. Once again, we have selected an episode from our listener library. This time an episode suggested to us by Jamie. Weekend vacation from the enigmatic series known simply as The Darkness. And true to many of my choices, this selection is relatively modern and strangely obscure. We do know a little. The show was created for NPR by Roger Rittner in 1979 and ran from Halloween to December 5th. Episodes were written by Ken Gerard and hosted by a creepy figure identified as Claude. Rittner would go on to serve as writer, director, and producer for more shows for NPR, including Midnight in 1982, which was hosted by a creepy figure identified as Graves. Rittner also produced The Adventures of Doc Savage in 1985. No creepy host for Doc Savage. Roger Rittner still produces old radio-style content, and his work can be found at rogerrittnerprod.com. That is Rittner with two Ts. The audio quality here can be a little challenging, but we encourage you to stick through it. It's worth it. It's late at night, and a chill has set in. You're alone, and the only light you see is coming from an antique radio. Listen to the sounds coming from the speaker. Listen to the music, and listen to the voices. Let's get to our story. It's called Weekend Vacation. 
I hope you live to enjoy it. <laughs> this is the last time I go on a trip with you. Ivy, don't talk to your father like that. Apologize. Why? What was wrong with that hotel? We could have done everything there. Everything. I even selected a boy. Oh, what's the use? Tell We did leave rather abruptly, Bruce. I'm sorry, ladies, but it wasn't our sort of place. Really? Well, it seemed all right. And Ivy's young man was nice. Just her type. A lot of good that does me now. Liz, there was something about it. It made me uneasy. I thought this weekend was going to be fun. I could have picked out three, maybe four boys. Next weekend is all yours. You choose the hotel. It works, I promise. Sure, I've heard that before. Don't we always have fun? I guess so. Then what's the matter? I'd like to make the plans. I'm not a child anymore. She's right, Bruce. Sixteen is quite grown up. Grandma told me that Mom was choosing her own vacations when she was 15. Only with a special treat. Because I'm looking for someplace a little more our style, a cozy little inn or a rustic motel. Without anybody my age. Oh, no. Oh, great. What a fun vacation. We'd better get back on the main highway. Oh, no. Try it again. 
use. Something's sorted out. Now we have to stay. A light went on in the office. Come on, let's make a run for it.
lie down. I'll massage your shoulder. Just let me rest. No, we can't stay. Daddy, I'm drained. We've got to go. Ruth, let her relax. Liz, you don't understand what the old woman told him. Pasta. It's Italian for stop. Oh? And their name? Strega? Strega means witch. <gasps> We've got to leave. I, I can't go. I'm too tired. Ivy, please. We shouldn't be... Oh, Ruth, she's too weak. And I'm exhausted. This whole day has sapped my energy. Can't we nap for a while? All right. Maybe I'm imagining the whole thing. Get some rest. We'll sleep in ships. Get 
kitchen. Another week. He needs care. We're talking about putting that away. He made me so 
I'm like an old man. You've lived in that house over 30 years. They lived there. You and I grew up there. Take, take him out of it and we would kill him. But her memories are killing him. You think I want to hurt him? No, of course not. But maybe we can figure out another solution. There isn't. A sanitarium is the only answer. Damn it, no. Rod, you know what we have to do. Give me a couple of days. If you must. But he told me this morning that he and Mom are driving up to the summer house this weekend. And we know that's impossible. Of course we do. Mom's been dead for a year. Weekend Vacation from the series The Darkness here on the Mysterious Old Radio Listening Society podcast. Once again, I'm Eric. I'm Tim. And I'm Joshua. And that was another in our January Listener Library series, uh, a request from Jamie who sent that to us. Yes. And Tim was the one that plucked that out of the old request hat because we have an actual hat (laughs) full of requests, I wish. And... Tim, when Jamie wrote and suggested that, why were you so interested and said, that one, that's the one I want to bring to the table? Jamie had put a little list together for us, and this was, I think, the last one on the list, and because it's the way I do things, the first one I listened to, uh, <laughs> and I just mean, yeah, I want to do that. In part because it's a different series, and we've never done this before. I don't know uh, if I would have ever stumbled on the darkness by myself. It's, it's easy to stumble in the darkest. <laughs> <laughs> All by myself. And you love and something new. I do. And this one, there's a tone to it that is so metacritical, to probably abuse a term, that it is so <laughs> self-consciously stereotypical until it's not. <laughs> yes. That's a good way of describing this one. It struck me as this weird mix between Inner Sanctum, obviously with Claude, and Nightfall. 
it's just a little before Nightfall, I think, 1979, or is it at about the same time? I think they might be contemporaries. Yeah. I'll say that. Before we delve too deep, I want you to do me a favor. We talked about the sound quality, and off the air here, Joshua had said, yeah, I had to listen to it twice and, you know, headphones on. And I did too, and I put headphones on. And I won't lie, the hearing uh, for me is getting worse and worse as I get older. I struggled mightily with certain parts of this, even twice through, to figure out what was going on. After twice through, instead of going a third time through, I wrote, ask Tim what the plot was. (laughs) (laughs) They go on vacation, they have to end up at the cabin, there's a scary woman that runs the inn or whatever. Campground with cabins you can rent. Mm -hmm. And she has a son or something, some kind of monster that lives with her. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're scared of him. And then she ends up, the daughter, in the room reading the three little pigs to him. And then they come in because they're terrified for her. And then there's some kind of twist. Something happens. And I can't hear it. I don't know what happened. I missed the crux of this story. So just, what happened? I just want at the us end? to stop here and say that Tim, we have an opportunity to make whatever we want <laughs> up right here. We can, we can tell Eric that anything happened, right? And I'd be like, "Sweet." Uh, see, this is why I want to lay out a bunch of the Last Jedi spoilers. <laughs> uh, well, so what happened? Part of what makes it hard is their voices change pretty radically at that moment. Right. And Monroe gets really ominous. It's not Monroe. It's the father who right. turns he into He comes that in monster. and his voice gets really... They oh. are a family of vampires. That's the, the crux. And they are eating Monroe and, and Granny. What? <laughs> <laughs> this might be my favorite podcast yet. <laughs> Really? That's what happened? That is what happens. All yes. I heard is a bunch of people screaming. And I did also have to stop, like, what just happened, and rewind a little bit, and listen to it again, like, that just happened. So that's what happened. Monroe so says, she took my blood. Okay. And Ivy says, I saved Granny for you. They saved her for their mom. Yeah. Because their mom was feeling a little down. Yep, and then they all just devour them, and that's the end. Because Monroe was her type. Ah, ah tight, David. Yeah. Blood? So I this be, family eh? was eh? a family of vampires. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they fed on Grandma and Monroe. Yes. Wow, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we now know Eric's opinion on the uh, episode. Well, now, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think we helped. Yeah, you're right. But we really sold it. Is it made <laughs> me feel a little better. It was hard to hear at the end, right? Or is my hearing really gone that bad? Because of the recording, I was really having a hard time distinguishing what was being said. It was a little hard. They picked up the pace of what they were saying. They were overlapping, and their voices changed. All that made it pretty muddy. I think. And Tim's right. You kind of have to rewind because it comes out of the blue. Now that I know that, my notes from this are hilarious <laughs> because <laughs> because oh that's not a note anymore but i was like boy she really is boy crazy <laughs> and then i wrote am i right that they're on vacation so their 15 year old can meet boys mm-hmm. and and i was like that seems a little creepy and weird now knowing the end of it they're taking her out so she can eat feast. boys yes yeah and now it's awesome. <laughs> I'm just having a revelation here. This is so much better than it was. I'm changing my review. When I was listening to this, I still hadn't really figured out where this series had come from yet. It was a little hard to dig up the, the NPR 1979 information about this. I didn't know really when this was or what the story behind the series was at this point. And up to a certain point, I thought, is this for kids? Because... <laughs> right. 
because it's really kind of a cutesy family story and mm-hmm. oh well, we're, the road is washed out we're stuck at a campground and, and then it's something not for kids at all as soon as Monroe shows up it's not for kids yeah. but you're right and my note at the beginning of this was this is a classic Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. uh, the road's washed out gotta stay at the scary house mm-hmm. and at one point Brad even says like old woman and her simpleton son or whatever it's pretty creepy right yeah. <laughs> yes yes that is pretty creepy someone should do a radio show about this <laughs> yeah you had the scary witch innkeeper and her voice was hard to hear with the recording because of the affectation of the character. Monroe, interestingly, was the easiest to understand. With the, with the yeah, talk really, really slow. slow. Right. Yes. And it, Monroe like girly. He is a troubling character. <laughs> On so many levels. Yes. Yeah. A grown man, mind of child. Well, they say he's a, he has the mind of a two-year-old and the body of a lumberjack, which is just a distressing line. I yes. <laughs> I know people like that. I'm not going to say their names on the podcast. <laughs> but then you find out his backstory, and it is brutal. Yeah, it's yeah. really his, awful. His uh, dad murdered his mother with a shovel and then beat him into idiocy. Wow. I can't wait to listen to this again. scoop him up and adopt him. He'll be perfect to attract people to my motel. And then keeps him in the cellar, doesn't want to sleep there with the creepy crawlies. Yeah, so there's a lot of sick stuff going on in the story. And like Eric pointed to, you're not sure what is supposed to be red herrings or mm-hmm. maybe sloppy writing until it all comes together well, now in the it, end. Now it came together for me. <laughs> so let's take this step by step a little. First of all, <laughs> the producer of this show, wow, they love reverb. If you're a fan of reverb... <laughs> There's <laughs> a lot of reverb in that Claude character. Uh, too much reverb. Uh, second, the Foley was pretty choppy at the beginning. The squeal of the car tires, you know, like, and it was gone. The thunderstorm, thunderstorms come in fast around here. <laughs> it was on top of them. Yeah, I, I'm rethinking this now as I'm stepping through the story because now so many things are making sense. It's not as hokey or poorly written as you said. You have to get to the end of this to get that and and go back now, like I am in my notes, and I'm, oh, this is all kind of really cool now. (laughs) This all makes more sense. The entire story is nothing but a chain of red herrings leading to the end. And without the end, it makes no sense. And it still makes very little sense. It's just the ending is cool enough that you retroactively forgive it. And this is part of why I keep wanting to talk about Last Jedi here. But Yeah. I've not seen it, so I have no idea why that's funny. It's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> not to alienate listeners, but I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, I think he over-egged those opening lines with the girl and about how she'd already picked out a boy and she could have four or five of them. To me, it immediately made me think there's something weird about this family. Okay. Because it, it was too modern to be like a sort of cutesy 50s thing mm-hmm. about like i'm just picking up boys i like it had a creepiness to it that i didn't go oh they're vampires <laughs> but i thought is this gonna be a subversion or something are these guys creepy or killers yeah. i did immediately think that however they are so terrified at various parts of the story right. the whole family that i started to doubt myself particularly when uh, monroe turns on her and you know squeezes her arm when the thunder starts to roar uh, and starts talking about daddy kill daddy kill <laughs> and so it just keeps going back and forth and so once you reach the end and go backwards some of it still doesn't exactly add up because i'm not sure why the vampires were so frightened at various points 
if they had the opportunity to just turn around and kill them and kill them. Mm-hmm. It, I think there's something right. buried in there. I listened to it twice with the father and mother wanting to give Ivy the opportunity to have her first kill. So they were maybe stepping back from it a little, mm-hmm. yet they seem to contradict themselves on many occasions. If, if Superman can fly around the world and make time go backwards, why don't you just do that first? Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler. 1978 spoiler. Or whatever year it was. If Wait, you, if did Superman just... come up before this radio episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right, though. Why not just uh, shut up, lady, and sink your teeth into her neck and... Yeah, that's a good point. But I suppose that makes sense of why she kept, the Ivy kept beckoning Monroe, come closer, come closer, as they were mostly concerned about this lumberjack that could actually defend yeah. her. And it appears they get startled when they figure out that Granny might be a witch, because her last name is Ita- Italian for witch? Or? No, no, no. It's because of how she talked like a yeah. witch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Old Nancy from The Witch's Tale is what she sounded like. Uh, but so that's I guess how you can tell a witch. They, yeah. they go, <laughs> so that's a giveaway. <laughs> Eric's a witch. <laughs> what were you going to say? I'm sure it was important. No, just that. Like, why? <laughs> That might cover up some of it is that they had some fear of witches, but uh, I don't know that witches are a natural enemy of vampires. Apparently so. <laughs> Let's introduce that as canon. That's, that is now the darkness universe. It is official, everybody. Vampires are afraid of witches. Yeah. I wish the quality of the sound was better. That being said, um, now that I know how this thing ended, I will tell you, I love that idea of a story. It feels very modern. It feels mm-hmm. like a, an opening of an X-Files. They would condense it into like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Darkness uh, have uh, other episodes. How many did they end up doing? And can you listen to them? About seven or eight. I've seen some conflicting reports. Uh, the one that had the best information said there was only four surviving. Surviving from 1979? It like, might have only been four made. I think there's more than that. I definitely I've saw more than more that than when that, I peeked through to find a copy of this to listen to. And I haven't listened to any of the other things he did, Midnight and Doc Savage, but... The Doc Savage has been widely praised. So. Are those remakes or uh, new Doc Savage stories? Uh, they are adaptations of existing novels. Not of the radio series. Right. Well, I will definitely want to check those out if the sound quality isn't all reverby. <laughs> 1985, peak of radio technology. Right. And reverb uh, was all the rage. <laughs> There's a lot of reverb, Joshua. Yes, there is. <laughs> I think from what I could hear of Claude... I think that's for the best. Right? Okay. <laughs> Story-wise, I think the story absolutely stands the test of time. Uh, I, I like the plot of that, and I think that's really interesting. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, just in a short description. It sounds like a sort of shticky trick, but it's executed really well. Uh, I don't know that I'd call it a classic, but... I yeah. won't say classic. I think it's one of those ironies for me where it's more modern, but it feels more rickety. I loved listening to it. I'm really glad to have yeah. heard of the darkness yeah. and I will listen to more, but I think it's more in that historical interest and entertaining, but not I, I, much more than that. I me. would love to hear this redone, re-recorded with uh, a better sound quality. I would like to hear that. I will say that I think the story stands the test of time. I don't think it's classic, but I wouldn't recommend it just because of the sound quality. I wouldn't say to someone here, listen to this. I think Although we just did that to our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> Here, listen to this. I mean, the, the, the twist that, is what's That was the it. rain. You just did the rain perfectly. <laughs> anyway, what are you saying? The twist is what yeah. makes it, and yeah. you didn't hear it. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't hear it. 
there was a lot of screaming, and then it was over, and then there was the guy talking with all the reverb. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, if you want to know more, uh, go visit ghoulishdelights.com. You can find other episodes of this podcast. You can find information about our live shows. You could also find a way to get a hold of us if you have some requests you'd like to make. Just feel free to click on the Contact Us link and contact us. Yeah, and you can also go to iTunes and write a review. Now, I tell you to write a review every single episode, so I'm going to mix it up by saying you can also go to Facebook and uh, like us there and comment on episodes there. Uh, And we're also on Instagram with some fun photos as well. We are. Eric's looking at me really puzzled. (laughs) We'll explain Instagram to Eric later. But yeah, check us out on all forms of social media. We're on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. They were vampires? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. God, I'm an idiot. Who's got the next episode? (laughs) That would be me. And we wrap up our January listener library with a suggestion from Mark. And it is the yellow wallpaper from Suspense. Until then. Look out! Monroe, Mike!